We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure you say whatever? We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show, a show that talks about mostly barbecue and grilling type items. We originate from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe, happy to have you here. On your Tuesday. Had to adjust the color there on the camera. Not sure what happened. Uh, if you want to jump in on the show tonight with a phone call or an email, here's how you do that. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagrams at BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening, in case you didn't get the newsletter a little bit earlier this afternoon. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, if you didn't know, the 2019 Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue Cookoff took place over the weekend, and 2019 now has a brand new World Grand Champion. He is known as Travis Clark of Clark Crew Barbecue Team. That's right. And he'll be joining us in just a little bit to recap the weekend. We'll also hit him up on some information in regards to opening up his barbecue restaurant that he has going on. He also has a line of rubs and sauces that are going out, so... Lots to talk about with Travis, not the least of which, which is his uh, cementing of himself in barbecue history with the win this past weekend at Jack Daniels. Then we will move to 35 past the hour where we efforted later in the summer, August, a fellow by the name of Craig Barr. You might remember the name, at least here on this show, as the guy that decided he was going to take a stand against Popeye's chicken and specifically the very popular barbecue or the uh, fried chicken sandwich that just went off the wall in popularity. He was chasing around the town, cracked a rim, was uh, receiving some verbal lamb bastes from his pals, and he decided that enough was enough. He has property damage. Uh, there was not enough supply to meet the demand and somebody was going to have to stand up for everybody else that was getting shafted out of the chicken sandwich from Popeye. So he took him to court and he filed a suit and lo and behold, as of yesterday, that suit is going to trial, believe it or not. So through efforting most of the day, we have, with the help of Steve Ray from Uluwau, Tennessee, 
lined up none other than first timer to the show and no i'm not kidding craig Barr will be giving his side of the suit and story then we will move to the second hour where we will find a visit from the new ceo of kansas city barbecue society not brand new anymore of course you remember we broke all of that news right here on this show a couple months ago but now she's in the seat for the last handful of months and we're going to talk to her about state of KCBS and how the house was left as she was picking up the reins and starting to run with it. We'll also talk about year-end stuff and what the outlook, uh, the outlook for 2020 might be in regards to both a competition sense and a membership sense. You know, one of my questions has always been, if you're not a cook of KCBS, what's the benefit of being a member? Why would I want to be a member? So we'll talk to her about that as well. Rounding out the show at 10.35 tonight, none other than a Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer and someone who needs rare an introduction. Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. And we have the master-built charcoal gravity-fed smoker to talk about amongst other items. So there you have it. 216-220-0966. Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. Travis Clark coming up. Craig Barr after that, Emily Detweiler, 14 past 10, and 35 past the hour to close it out, Derek Riches. That's 35 past 10. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. All right, here you go. I promise this. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. Greg Rempe reporting from the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I was teasing it all yesterday. And you've seen it floated out on social media, especially the tweeter. The saga of who is Pitmaster Ramon? This is the older gent you see pictured on the Subway commercials for the naturally smoked beef brisket sandwich. Last week on the show, I asked the Embedded Correspondent panel if they had any idea who Ramon was or if it was even a real person. Many thought it was just a marketing gimmick of some sort. They just went and grabbed an image off of Google and stuck it up there, what have you. Subway was not answering any of the questions on who this Ramon was. And there were plenty of people tagging and adding at me, at meing subway with no success people calling on me to run the work but i am here to tell you i am here to tell you with 100 percent assurity that pitmaster ramon is real confirmed i was contacted through twitter dm by one of the most respected and long standing in good name i might add Names in the barbecue business, and I will call him my old trusted source in barbecue. My source personally knows Ramon Gonzalez. That's his government. Ramon is one of the pitmasters for a company called Sadler Smokehouse, which is located in East Texas, and they are the ones, Sadler's, making the brisket for Subway. So to all those in the social media landscape, who are asking about Ramon and is Ramon real and hashtag free Ramon and let's help Ramon take down the picture of Ramon. There was a lot of confusion 
circling and spinning around this remote. But I'm here to tell you, and you heard it here first, that Pitmaster Ramon is real. He is cooking brisket for Subway and probably other companies as well. I mean, Sadler's evidently is a very huge operation. And he has a last name, Gonzalez. Now, don't try to say out there in the tweeter world that you got the scoop and now you're running out with it. Ramon is real. I can confirm. He's got a last name, blah, blah, blah. Don't say that you got the scoop or that you were first because you weren't. This show, the Barbecue Central show, continues to break the most important news in the barbecue industry today. No, we're not breaking news about health and disease cures, not about plant-based proteins, not about politics and scandals or sports. And who's going to win the World Series? I mean, who gives a crap? No, no. We break the important news, like finding out if Ramon Gonzalez is real or not. And I am here to tell you, he is 100% legit real person on that picture. And rule number one of the show, especially when it comes to sources, is adhered to, to the highest standard. No names, please, but I'm telling you right now, If I gave up my source, you would not even second-guess it for one second. Not one second. Also, in addition to pitmaster Ramon Gonzalez, Popeyes has just revealed when the chicken sandwich is coming back out, and if you can't possibly wait any longer, I beg of you to wait you know, just a handful of days. Popeye's has said it will resume selling the fried chicken sandwich at its locations nationwide on Sunday, November 3rd. A mere few days away, the same date as National Sandwich Day because every day in this country has a national day. I think today was National Cats Day, if you can believe it or not. And while that's a fitting day to relaunch the long-awaited menu item, Popeye's is also using the date to troll Chick-fil-A, which is famously closed on Sundays. Maybe the Great Chicken Sandwich War of 2019 isn't over just yet. That remains to be seen. But what's almost certain is that fried chicken sandwich mania is about to come back in full force. We'll probably talk to Craig Barr about that here in about 35, 40 minutes. Travis Clark is up next. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills, one of the most hotly awaited Christmas items on the list of live fire cooks out there today. They love pellets. Everybody loves pellets. One of the hottest growing niches in the industry. And Green Mountain Grills is ready to accommodate with a couple different product lines. Uh, All the models are the same. You have Jim Bowie. You have Daniel Boone, both in the Prime line. And in the classic line, you also have Davy Crockett, which is that tailgater or mobile unit. That one does not have a prime or classic line. It's just beautiful all by itself and its compact nature, its ability to cook a tremendous amount of food, getting that wood-fired pellet taste. And if you don't have access to a traditional power outlet, you can just plug it right into the 12-volt adapter in your car. Now, the bigger models, the Davy Crockett, the Jim Bowie, sorry, the Daniel Boone and the Jim Bowie, you have the options. Prime line, 
A little bit more robust chassis and build. You have the peek-in windows in the cooking chamber and then the pellet hopper. Two internal meat probes instead of one. 12-volt technology powering that prime line. But if it doesn't matter to you, you know, it's not one isn't bigger than the other, prime line versus classy. So same size regardless. If you want to save a few bucks, you still want Wi-Fi technology, go for the classic line. I have two of them. Those bigger models, also, you can sub out the guts, get that pizza of an insert, and it is a pizza party every day of the week. And you can get outside of the box. You don't want to cook pizza? Fire it up, get it hot. You can sear steak in that thing, or chicken, or fish, you name it. So many options with that pizza oven, aside from pizza. Although, that's where it shines. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I was in communication with Jason Baker here over the last couple days. He'll be coming on before the end of the year with some major announcements as they start to push some new things happening at the beginning of 2020. Again, that's GreenMountainGrills.com. GreenMountainGrills.com. Travis Clark, Jack Daniels, Grand Champ, coming up next. Stick around. Be right back. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils. All the Butcher Barbecue products tested on that competition circuit, as well as in backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of a neighborhood and visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up now. Butcher's Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. Hey, my first guest tonight, by all accounts, perhaps one of the best competition cooks to ever light a pit. Two-time KCBS Team of the Year winner. The individual contest wins are too numerous to count, quite frankly. There's not much he hasn't won at this point. And he hasn't been doing it all that long either since 2013. This past weekend, he had Jack Daniels World Barbecue Grand Champ to the pile of awards. Aside from the competition stuff, he's busy getting a barbecue restaurant off the ground, a rub and sauce business off the ground. Pretty busy guy, to say the least. So let's race to the hotline without any further ado. And welcome back, friend of the show, Travis Clark. Hey, Trav. How you doing? I'm absolutely fabulous. I mean, you are perhaps one of the busiest men in barbecue right now, right? You know, it, it sure feels like a, it feels like I am. If I'm not the busiest, I feel bad for some other guys. Yeah, that's right. Uh, come out of the woodwork, uh, people that are busier than Travis, because we'd love to know your names and talk to you. Uh, Travis, I want to talk to you about this past weekend, of course, and the win, but I think there is something that's really important to make sure that everyone knows about Clark Crew and this year's Jack Daniels specifically. 2019 marks the fifth time Clark Crew has auto, that's auto qualified for this event which unless i'm mistaken you're probably the only one that actually holds that honor at this point and we'll talk about winning and feeling good and all that stuff here in a second but from a competition perspective and a consistency perspective and a time commitment and expense perspective to win the seven that is required for the auto bid one time in a pitmaster's career is certainly a feat but to do it five years in a row is something 
perhaps we might not ever see again. So what does that accomplishment mean to you and the team to auto five years in a row? You know, it's, uh, it means more to me, me personally, than winning the whole contest. Mm-hmm. I, that, I don't want to make that sound bad. I mean, uh, winning that contest is a big deal. But that, to me, that's a, that's a five-year commitment. You know, just to something about the run that we've had and how hard that we've worked, you know, all season. You know, it, it's, it, it just means the world to me. You know, they, they told me I was the only one to do it five years in a row. I'm, I don't know if there's other people who have done it five times. I mean, but they told me we were the only ones that had done it that. So that was, you know, to hear that, it was, that was pretty cool. I mean, I certainly have heard a number of folks that have been down to the jack numerous times. But sure. to understand that in order to auto-qualify, you have to win – seven grand championships in a designated period of time in a calendar year. And so that, I mean, I'm no mathematician, but I think that's 35 grand championships. So at the worst of Travis Clark's career, he's won 35 grand championships. I mean, it's way more than that, obviously, but uh, that in itself is, yeah. is a pretty uh, accomplishing feat. Yeah. And it's gotta be, it's gotta be, you know, 35 that are, that are 25 teams or more. You know, it can't right, be a right. you can't be dodging people and go cooking little county fairs. You know, you gotta you gotta cook the cook the big ones to do it. But it's you know, I don't know. To me, it's a it's a hell of an accomplishment and something. One of the things that I'm probably most proud of of anything. When you look back at the career that you've had, as I mentioned in the open, two time KCBS Team of the Year winner, and, and there was only an off year that separated those uh, Team of the Year wins. So you did it two out of three years. You have these. Uh, numbers of uh, five autos to the jack. I mean, I think the key to any successful pit master, and you hear it time and time again here on this show, is consistency. But it appears that you're probably the poster child for if you are consistent, these are the type of things that can happen. Yeah, I, yeah, I've said a hundred times. I don't, I don't think I'm the best barbecue cook in the world by any means, but I do think I'm the most consistent. You know, and I mean, number numbers don't lie. People can say who they think the best. I mean, I'll still tell you to this day, I think Darren's the best cook there is. But consistency, I mean, I've, I've got the numbers to back that up. And that's, you know, that's just always always been me and maybe a fault on some things to me is I just, consistency wins. I've always said that from day one. Travis Clark joining me here on the show. All right, Travis, so let's talk about this past weekend. Uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, not nece- or Lynchburg, Tennessee, not necessarily close to a lot of folks. So when do you guys leave for the event, and when do you load in, and all that stuff to get ready? This this was the first year that I, I believe the first year that I've got there on a Thursday. Typically, I'm the guy that rolls in on a Friday, well after they tell you it's the cutoff to get there, because <laughs> I've been just uh, super busy. Uh, every year, I have to beg and plead with them and tell them, say, "Look, it's going to be late when I get down there," and they're like, "Okay," but I'm not supposed to. And this year, we actually got there on Thursday evening. Um, which was, which was kind of nice. Uh, a lot of it was really nice because we got there before all the rain really started and got set up. So, so that was nice to take it in a little more. Unfortunately, all my family couldn't go this time. So Coop had football. So Jen stayed back and watched him also. The plan was everybody to go. It just didn't work out, but we got down there, got set up and, and kind of enjoyed it and gave us a little more time. Uh, were, were you, nice. were you more by yourself than normal then? No, I've been up on this concrete slab down there um, every year except like my first year there. and I just I really like it down there. And, you know, it's kind of a little bit – it's between where the majority of your 
teams are in turn-ins, but you're offset off the off there a little bit. But I I like being there, especially when it rains. You don't get all muddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. I heard it gets pretty muddy out there when it rains uh, for sure. Um, yeah. Do you oh, take yeah. part in any of the ancillary stuff, or are you just there to cook the main barbecue portion? So we we turn in we turn in sauce and and Kim did dessert kind of spur of the moment this year. We didn't take in any of the other stuff. I love, you know, I cook next to my friend JD Henley and, you know, they were cooking their steaks and everything next to them. So I was messing with them and kind of hanging out while they were doing theirs, which is fun. And I, you know, I gave him a hard time about it. I was showing him, tell him they needed to cook their quail a little more and all that stuff. And I told him, I said, when you win that thing, I said, I expect you to grab that mic. Thank you, Travis. And he won and he, he got back. I said, what the hell? He didn't grab the mic. And he said, they wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> Uh, so, are you a the, uh, are you a secret <laughs> quail cooker, Trav? You know, you don't grow up in Southwest Kansas and not know how to cook pheasant and quail. <laughs> it's a it's kind of a staple, you know. He, he did a hell of a job, boy. They cooked some great looking steaks and and that. I mean, he had a great deal. I, I walked in the trailer and told my wife, I "said They're gonna they're gonna freaking win that deal." I mm-hmm. mean, it was and they did. And they deserved to. They did a hell of a job. You know, Trav, it used to be a, a pretty dominant topic on this show when we talked about the jack, and that of course is the judging tent and is there a uh, a lack of consistency in there or a lack of experience or is it just too diverse to really know what you're going to do is that a having been there this many times in a row do you concern yourself at all with that or you just throw it to the side and put out your best product that you're going to do it and if it sticks it sticks I, I don't change i don't really change what i do i try to cook the same food you know you always hear people say you know you need to cook it more tender you know that's what a inexperienced judges you know i don't i don't really know how much inexperienced judges we have there is some i mean i know some guys that never judged in their life get in to judge that thing and you know be clueless you know so that that's there but that being said you know i mean you get a lot of guys that, that do know a lot about it in there that that cook it and i, I mean I, i've said before i mean it's it's a little tricky judging i would say for sure i mean you you, you see that where you're getting 33s 34s from everybody and then a 27 you know, you just chalk that up and say, well, you know what that was, you know, somebody that didn't, didn't know, because you know your food wasn't that way, but it happens. That being said, I don't think bad food would ever win the Jack Daniels. Yeah, you know, I think you got to have good food, and I think you'd be crazy to go down to the Jack Daniels and change your recipes and do something. I mean, you run what brung you. You know, you, you got there doing something. I think if you went down there and you didn't score well, you'd look back and say, well, I shouldn't have changed that. I made little changes, you know, super cold outside this year. You know, they're in a tent down there. I walked over there and seen how the wind was coming under there. Tells me I need to cook my brisket a little longer. You know, I mean, you get it a little more tender. You know it's going to tighten up. You you, mm-hmm. you factor in what you can control, and all I can control is temperature. Mm-hmm. Carry it in a box form that's warm. I've I seen half them teams turning their food in just carrying that styrofoam container. You know, we carry ours in a warmer. You know, we, we take a hot, hot towel. I throw it up on my Jambo, get a hot, and I stick it in my insulated carrier and take it up there. So I know when my food goes down, it's as warm as it possibly can be. And that's, that's all I can control, you know, and you, you try to control those variables that just surprised me. Some of those teams didn't do it. I mean, I watched teams set their box down and the tables before they get there, they open it up and it's sitting there wide open. They're taking a look at it and everything and then closing <laughs> it down again to go put it up there. And I'm like, Holy cow, you know, make sure that's right in your warmest environment. You can then be careful taking it there. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you little things like that and you think that's a couple points. No doubt. Uh, Travis Clark breaking it down for us on this past weekend's Jack Daniels. Uh, this was the year to win, by the way, Travis, because unless I'm mistaken, last year the winner got ten grand. That was Dave Bosco, by the way. Uh, this year, 
25 grand for the winner. Not too shabby yep. for the payday, right? Yeah, you know, I had no idea <laughs> they raised that too. And they, as they were calling categories, that you know, they're like, hey, this category's doubled. This category more than doubled, you know, with certain calls. And we were sitting there, and man, when they announced that the GC was paying 25 grand, I was like, damn. <laughs> I mean, I had no idea. Reserve, reserve paid 10,000. You know, that's what the whole thing paid last year. So. Um, that's awesome that they're putting that kind of money back into it. That's that's awesome. That's going to be hard to hide in tax times. So you're probably going to have to 1099 that one, unfortunately. Uh, Travis, let's uh, let's uh, yeah, no problem. You need those. Uh, so let's uh, transition out of the huge win. By the way, that was the 31st Jack Daniels uh, World Championship Barbecue Cookoff, and uh, Travis Clark is your reigning champion through next year. And uh, by the way, I mean, you kind of automatically qualify to go right back again, so it's not seven, but it'll be uh, six jacks in a row that you automatically qualify to go back for. Are you going to try and do seven anyway, or is it not even worth the hassle? You know, I, I would love to, but I'm, next year I don't anticipate. I, I think I'll cook ten or less, so yep. odds-wise I'd say that's probably not going to happen. All right, um, so let's talk about perhaps why that might not be so many competitions on the schedule, which is probably the restaurant um, where are we at in the build out and the potential open, all that good stuff? You know, uh, we are, we are right there. We're in the process of training. Now we started, uh, had all my managers for a while. They've gone through that. We started uh, full on training Monday, um, yesterday. So we are, we're in full mode there. We're probably three, three weeks away of being able to do a VIP night. And, uh, we, you know, obviously getting close to Thanksgiving here, we got to decide, you know, we're going to open up the week before the week of. We just have to see how it goes. Waiting on a few final inspections, things are things are looking really, really good. We got people in there every day uh, cleaning and and recleaning again right now. So it's getting close. You know, probably start hanging pictures and taking trophies up next week. It's uh, it's getting there. You know, it's it's exciting. Travis, you know a lot of people that have gotten into this side of the business, or perhaps you've been able to counsel with uh, outside of that. What have been the biggest hurdles that you didn't account for that you've run into? You know, uh, the the biggest hurdle as far as the restaurant itself has been the, has been the building. You know, we got what we felt was a solid building. It was an old macaroni grill. Mm. You know, it was a restaurant that was up and functional. And, I mean, you know, they told us, oh, yeah, you know, all the equipment's good. And we had people check it out. And they're like, yeah, it's functional. This is good. And then when time came, we had our own people checking it out. It wasn't. You know, we started tearing tearing walls down and doing things in there and then ran into mold. You know, I mean, extra $100,000 of mold remediation. They're like, oh, we can paint it or do this. And, you know, we just wasn't going to do that. We just tore the stuff out and started over. You know, it cost a lot more money than doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, the roof, the roof was one of those things. And we went all out on that, you know, and they gave us the options. I and mean, it was more than we thought. Just everything cost a lot more than what we thought. And the, the worst part about that is how that just pushes you back more and more in time. You know, in, in hindsight, if you could fast forward to this, I'd have just built a brand new building. But by the time you find these things out, you're pretty deep into it. You got no choice. You just uh, do your best and finish it. And and honestly, the thing has turned out amazing. I mean, just walk in the door, and I mean, I just walk in and go, wow. I mean, it's just I've taken a lot of people through, and and that seems to be the consensus when they walk in is, damn, and wow. You know, it's just completely different. I did a lot of things that uh, all my architects told me not to do. You know, pretty much everything (laughs) they told me not to do, I did. You know, they said, you know, they had a little bar in there that held like seven people in that, in that corner. 
we we moved it to the whole other end of the restaurant, blew out the back, put in garage doors, mm. put in an ice rail bar, glycol tap system, did everything I could. You know, there's a quarter of a million dollars that they told me don't do, but I wanted it. You know, it's just we've done everything the way that we wanted to do it to the point that I, I don't think I walk in there and, and really regret mm. anything. Yeah, and that, like. that was important. Yeah, you, you don't know, want we to. built a huge house. You know, no, you don't really see that. We built a huge smokehouse off the front of the building and put glass garage doors all around that thing so you can see everything we do. Got big camelback smokers in there. Everybody told me don't use because it takes a lot more labor, but a lot more labor. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I've won my world championships in brisket by cooking, uh, by cooking on an offset pit and it's just a badass brisket and that's what we chose to do. You know, and it's, uh, is it smart? Probably not. Is it how I wanted it? It is, you know, so it's rolling a dice. Travis, from a consumer's experience, is this going to be what you would refer to as competition-style barbecue in a restaurant, or is it going to be more restaurant-style barbecue cooked Travis Clark's way? I don't think I would call it competition barbecue. You know, we're, we're cooking, you know, I think it's a blend. I'm taking, we're cooking Snake River Farms briskets in there every day. Oh. But, uh, you know, we're not, we're not trimming them down and wrapping them in full. We're, we're cooking them and wrapping them in butcher paper. You know, I, I can sit down and eat two pounds of this brisket and love it, and I don't want to take more than three bites of my competition brisket. Mm. You know, it's just, uh, it, it, I, in my opinion, it's way better. You know, you, you want to eat it. We're, we're taking ribs. I am individually wrapping every rack of ribs. Uh, but then we're going to take them, and we're going to grill them off over a wood-fired Santa Maria grill. You know, we're going to finish them different, you know. But we're, we're taking things from competition, you know, but but I wouldn't say this is competition food. You know, and I think a lot of it's different than what most people do. Where's the location at again, you know, Jeff? It's right in the middle of Oklahoma City. It's uh, 3510 Northwest Expressway, right in the middle of Oklahoma City. It's a real busy street in front of it. It's got 60,000 people a day drive right in front of it. You wow. know? So it's uh, what I what I love. It's a, it's a great location. We've got people stopping by every day wanting to come in thinking it's open. You know, and it's uh, it's hard to tell them no, but... You know, everybody that walks in, they're like, wow, we were in there before. You wouldn't even know. It's amazing. And it, you know, and it, it really is. I, I can't wait to have you down to see it. It's it's, it's going to be cool. Uh, rubs and sauce-wise, um, are they up and available for sale? Or are you still tweaking on that? Yeah, yeah. So we got our competition in our original sauce and, and our 5XL. You know, it's kind of my, what was my steak and burger rub. We got, we've got those out there right now. I, I, I've had my spicy sauce here for a little while. And just been toying around with it, and I really love it. And we're going to go ahead and start shipping that out this week. Um, we've had a lot of people asking for it. I've toyed around with it on pork and went from my comp sauce to that just to see what it was like and started popping off winds with it again. So either one of them are killing on it. And I've let a few guys try it and use it. Just I've kind of kept it pretty low-key. I guess you shouldn't. I mean, I guess you shouldn't throw it all out there. I just haven't. But we're going to, we're going to start shipping those out there. And then uh, – I'm going to go ahead and release my barbecue ribs now that I'm pretty much done. I'm going to go ahead and uh, release them out to uh, to people probably within the next couple of weeks. I've got a I've got what I call my brisket rub and my and then my rib rub. It's you know I use it on chicken chicken ribs and pork and my brisket rub on that and I've used it on pork also. But they're they're good. I've worked on them on a long time. Super happy with them and I'm excited to get them out there. Is it uh, ClarkCrewBBQ.com uh, website wise? It is. It's it's ClarkCrewBBQ.com. We're kind of doing a new website right now. It's uh, 
it, it's up and you can see it on there. We're kind of gearing it more towards the restaurant. Um, it was just from a competition team before. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to kind of having a tab there too, but when you pull it up, it'll be kind of geared more towards the restaurant. Uh, I'm going to work on putting out another website here pretty quick. I got the uh, barbecue class.com that I'm going to allow some other people to host classes on and do them here at our facility. Uh, so that one will be out there before too long also. Man, if he didn't have enough to do, he's going to open a restaurant, uh, continue to market rubs and sauces, and uh, most importantly, this evening, he is the 2019 Jack Daniels World Barbecue Champion, Travis Clark from Clark Food sure. Barbecue. Travis, always appreciate the time, appreciate the recap, and uh, man, I can't wait until that restaurant opens. I'm very excited to follow up with you and yeah, see how it's going. Can't wait to have you down here. Hopefully, it'll be sooner than later. All right, Travis, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me on, Greg. You got it. Take care. Yep. There he is. Travis Clark. Wow, we. I mean, few are, maybe not even few. Uh, yeah, few. Few are as successful as Travis Clark in the competition barbecue game. Uh, if we start going up and down what Travis has won, uh, you know, Jack Daniels, yes. American Royal, yes. Uh, some of the competitions aren't even around anymore, or I'm sure he would have won those as well, like you know, like a Sam's Club or something like that. But from a number of contests won, I mean, it is absolutely mind-boggling. So congratulations to Travis Clark for knocking down yet another huge competition win. Uh, right behind Travis Clark, by the way, was Tim Shearer at Shake and Bake Barbecue. So uh, two huge Successful competition cooks finishing 1-2. Uh, Trav finished with a 7.05, I believe, and Tim was a couple points behind him. So uh, high scores taking grand championships. And Travis is a busy guy now. Opening a restaurant, making the restaurant the way he wants it. And now we'll see how the whole deal proves out when it opens up here in the next three, four, five weeks. We'll see how that works out. Thanks again to Travis Clark. Craig Barr coming up out of the break. I'll talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue. Attention folks in the business of barbecue. Established in 1882, Southside Market, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They offer premium Central Texas barbecue products. Slow smoked over real wood. Shipping, distributing, manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S. From food trucks to multi-chain restaurants, Southside Sausage can be on your menu as well. All meats processed in the on-site USDA-inspected facility. A trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options are available. Shipping nationwide via FedEx or through food service distribution channels like Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods. Co-packaging capable from research and development to completion. We can follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new. Private label opportunities also available. Go to southsidemarket.com. That's southsidemarket.com. And when you're ordering all of your goodies, use code BBQCENTRAL. That's BBQCENTRAL for 10% off all of your online orders. This time, next time, all the time. 10% off when you use code BBQCENTRAL. Popeye's Chicken. It's a lawsuit. It's Craig Barr, and it's coming up next. Stick around. I'll be right back.
continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, thanks again to Travis Clark for joining me last segment. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show brought to you by CookingPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets from all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookingPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. Don't forget that the new Cooking Pellets app is getting ready for download. We'll talk to Chris Becker about that here, hopefully in the next few weeks or so. All right, folks, if you're a fan of this show, you're a fan of fried chicken as well. And, of course, nothing was more popular when it came to fried chicken sandwiches than the Popeye's fried chicken sandwich over the summer. And my next guest is taking Popeye's to court because he had some personal damage done to his vehicle trying to find one of these freaking sandwiches. We race to the hotline and welcome in first-timer to the show, Craig Barr. Craig, how are you, pal? What's going on? Hey, hey. I'm doing What's absolutely going on, y'all? Doing very well, my friend, and I appreciate you taking time out for the show here. So before we uh, get in talking about the, the Popeye stuff, let's do a little quick background sketch on you, um, what you might do for a living, and if you're a Chattanooga general uh, uh, somewhere you've grown up in Chattanooga area. Actually, I'm from New York City, Manhattan. Yeah, I was on I was in Tower One on the 76th floor, the Morgan floor. I got out the building about ten twelve, but uh, you know, but uh, you're kidding. I wear a gold pendant there. Just said, no, I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, I'm a, no. yeah, I was in Tower One on 76th floor, Morgan Morgan Stanley floor. Wow. Anyways, um, so I mean, I I got no good story about, about heroism. I mean, I, I mean, I helped an old lady. She held out of my arm going down the stairs. Now, we got out about 10, 12. It was just chaos. But, I mean, I got a ferry off the island in New Jersey. Right. But, anyways, that was a long time ago. But, yeah, I'm in Chattanooga now. A small business owner. I'm going to see my dealer services group. I'm also an independent filmmaker. And, uh, yeah, actually getting ready to film a movie here, here locally real soon. First day on the job. So, uh. You want to talk about the Popeye some more? Or what do you want to talk about? Yeah, here? yeah, we'll get to that here in a second. Yeah. Uh, like from a from a film perspective, do you have a genre that you're uh, you know most akin to, or it doesn't really matter? Just whatever the mood strikes you. No, this is a comedy. It's based loosely on a true story. It's called First Day on the Job. Hmm. Johnny's a slick town Italiano in New Jersey. He finds his first graveyard shift at a local gas station to be most cryptic. The last two are dealing with the New York Mafia, which later saves this very same gas station from being robbed by two punks. You'll meet Becky. Gosh, she's a sexy, hot, blonde, pot-smoking lady cop, and she strolls through off-duty. You'll have to a gas explosion, a dead body in the trunk. You'll witness Frank being fired tonight, yet Frank hasn't worked here in weeks. Now, don't be dazzled by all the subplots. The true plot lies within the last day of the job, which is, ironically, the first day of the job. And what about the missing money deposit bags from the safe, along with that fake ID in which Johnny got the job? But even if his name was Johnny, based loosely on the true story, running about 109 minutes. Hmm. Uh, any anticipated yeah. release, or is that like a whole project, like months and months? I filmed this back in 99 in 16mm. I just, uh, back then it was real expensive to do a film. I mean, the 16mm transferred to 35 to try to do something with it. But now it's all put on a talking piece of plastic. Very cheap to do. I yeah. mean, studio basically studio and a little piece of plastic so um that really takes about away most of the budget for actually producing once you got a good story 
you know, some good substance with it. It doesn't lack subject matter. Put it together. But I'm real excited about this. We're going to refilm it. I got a friend I went to film school with. He's been in the business for a long time. He, he, uh, he reached out to me through Facebook. We linked back up, and he's a senior distributor working with DIGI. He's got like a primary with box, and he's all excited about this movie for his day on the job. So we're going to put it together and uh, put that out there, and we'll see how it does, you know. Sounds great. That's all you can do. Yeah, Craig Barr joining Thank me you. here on the show, talking about yeah. his uh, upcoming feature. So we'll see how that works out. All right, so uh, Craig, let's go ahead yeah, and uh, back it up to this past summer. Sure. Uh, Popeyes obviously releases this now famous or uh, perhaps infamous chicken sandwich. Uh, did you get a desire to try one of these? Pretty much like right. I have to be honest. There's a guy who hosts kind of a, a food based show, uh, more in the live fire sector. It was the the whole Popeyes chicken thing somehow totally missed my radar. So I was by the time I got heat on it, it was you know sold out everywhere, and I was just kind of you know I was never on it to get off of it. I was just kind of missing it the whole thing. Were you on it like right from the beginning, and you were like, hey, I, I want to get one of these? Okay, back in the first week of August, around August seventh through the ninth, Popeyes did a um, a soft release of it at a Dixie something. It was. And I was under the assumption that all the Popeyes were getting it. So I tried to chase it down locally. They didn't know nothing about it. So I did some more research, and that's when I found out it was just at a couple locations at Dixie something. And uh, I let it go. But they also said that it did so well at this little Dixie store or something. They did like a two- or three-store trial run or something. It did so well that they were going to do a nationwide thing the week after. And uh, that's when I started. I just want to get my hands on one. Why not? I'm a, I'm a connoisseur for new things. You know, I'm, I'm excited about food, you know, so... They said, look, they made a bold statement. They said better than Chick-fil-A. I mean, that's a bold statement to come out and say Chick-fil-A. And then when you've got to sneak in there, yeah, what are these fools crying about who's in the second? You know? So they kind of, they, they kind of what they did was it was, a, it was a great marketing strategy. I mean, they got a lot of, they, they used the internet to uh, really propel a, a marketing strategy because, I mean, people can't get their minds off this Popeye's chicken situation, you know? I didn't really think a lawsuit was going to, like, really turn this thing into super viral worldwide. Got people from Australia contacting me. Mm. It's just, wow, you know? You wouldn't expect this kind of momentum to get behind something with such weak... To me, I thought it was weak subject matter. I mean, big deal, you know? I was just mad I got, you know, they, they had you know, no chicken sandwich. And the, the worst was the one location. Now, the employees, you know, they just... They got to deal with this all day long. So, you know, no, there's no handbook of, hey, how do you, what do you tell these people about the chicken sandwich? Because we don't know shit to tell you. So they got to make something up, I'm thinking. But, but you're taking it as if it's, you know, it's got some substance. So you, they tell you, oh, go, you got to go to Highway 58. They just got their truck, and that's your best bet. Okay, mm-hmm. so you drive all the way down to Highway 58 location, and they're like, what are you talking about? No, no, Eastridge, Eastridge gets their truck before us, but, you know, we got to come back Thursday. We might have some. And they just send you on this, on this wild goose chase, you know? And, uh, yeah, I didn't get my hands on one. I ain't gonna lie, you know. I mean, I was easier. It was easier back in '01 to get my hands on a PlayStation Two, <laughs> you know, than it was to get his hands on a chicken sandwich. And then this guy with Craigslist, you know, it, it seemed like a good little hustle, you know. He either he works there or his, or his cousin or something works there. But the, the truck came in and they grabbed a handful and they got them stacked in the freezer, hidden yeah. behind some bus- biscuits or something. And that's gonna be their side money because they're trying to party this weekend. They're trying to make a little honest coin. Totally doable. Meet me at the Popeyes. Okay, now it's really got to be legit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave Popeyes with a chicken sandwich. Give it to dude $24, you know, because they say they got to pay for the sandwich straight up, so it's not, you know, theft, food count, whatnot. I get right, it. Right, right. So uh, it's $20 for his hustle. So he goes up into the Popeyes, and, uh, you know, me being a transit-worthy type of guy, I'm just, you know, here, here's the money up front, you know, no antics, you know? And uh, 
20 minutes goes by. I'm like, what's going on? You know, so let me go in there and check this out, you know? So I go up in there. And I'm like, hey, where, where's the guy with the, with the dread, with the blue shirt? You see, I know he came in here. Oh, yeah, I know. He, yeah, he used the bathroom, and he got some sort of ice water, and he went out that door there. And I'm like, oh, that door there, great. There's another door. Ugh. Damn. You know, I'm from New York, so I get the hustle, you know? Yeah. I'm sitting outside door, you know, on the, on the right side door, and he sneaks out the left side door. And, you know, who the hell knows how many times we pulled it off, you know? But anyways, that, you know, it's just those little antics that came with it, you know? I mean, if you, our location is so bad. I, I told the attorneys, how are you going to defend this parking lot? I mean, somebody could break their neck. It's it's horrible. And this is where you, you crack know, a wheel your, in your custom uh, Mercedes, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. It, yeah, it's a rare, it's a rare, it's a rare AMG CLK. Uh, it's a mineral green. They only did it in uh, two regions. Like, you only get, you get this color in uh, California or South Florida. It's it like a tropical green. It was really, really, I'm a green, I like green, so I really like the color, so um but it's got these Carlson rims, and they're real, very rare, very rare rims. And, uh, yeah, they got torn up on it. I had to drive home on the run flats. You know, God bless for having the run flat, because I would have two flat tires. Yeah. You know, and they're not cheap on the, on the 19s, on the 19 run flats. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's three, $4,000 worth of damage. But that, that could have been prevented if they just, you know, kept the parking lot at least safe. I mean, you open your property up to do goods and services. You want to take, take my straw man's money. For goods and services, but you guys provided to do it safely, and they failed, and they failed to uh, do it safely because you know my property is getting damaged, and you guys are lucky. God bless a little kid didn't get hurt because I mean that those are sharp, jagged chunks, you know, on, right there on your land. There's no, there's no way to defend it. There's no defense. You get Johnny Cochran in there on trial. It don't matter how many lawyers you got because no, no, there's no defense for that. That's going to have any kind of substance. There's no lack subject matter for sure because how do you defend something like that? That's just complete negligence. Especially when you find out you get $65 million you reported off this chicken fiasco. Mm. You know? I mean, you got free advertising. Didn't have to pay a dollar for any advertising. And you got people making songs up on YouTube and every podcast. And it's just a region worldwide. You know, super viral this thing went. And um, it's going to get real interesting. They're relaunching, it, they're relaunching the chicken sandwich. How coincidental they do that. Make the relaunch. Bring in, regenerate this whole thing right around the court date, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. So yesterday, uh, this whole thing actually uh, gets sent to trial. And I I want you to clarify one thing, because if you go through and read some of the newspaper reporting through that time-free press, uh, it it can read, depending on how you're reading it, that you're trying to take a run at Popeye's for a undersupply for a, a huge demand. And I think you had said something about having to, to take a stand against Big Chicken. But as we were talking, you were like, eh, you know, it's really not so much about the chicken. I mean, you might have gotten caught up chasing around after it and taking some flack from your buddies and this and that. But it was more for the actual damage that you had suffered to your personal property. And that was more the impetus of filing the lawsuit versus just trying to, exactly. to take a run. No, not exactly. Mm, not exactly. Okay. It all it all has its own part. It all it all has its own its own substance that helps create the pie. You know, there's there's not only is there negligence on that level, but you know now there's and they and they create now they're creating more antics. You know how they do the chicken relaunch right around the court date. You know they now they're using my lawsuit. They they're using me to generate more sales, and that's this is where it's going to get real interesting on the relaunch day because. I don't want to give away too much tonight, but on the relaunch day, it's going to get real interesting. 
and it's gonna it's gonna take a different different turn. It's gonna come up to a different level. And you heard that here tonight first. Oh. And I don't want to let too much too too much out the bag, but it's gonna get real interesting on the relaunch day. Because you know, on the twenty eighth they came out with the big release, you know, of the relaunch, and that was just coincidentally on the, on the court date. Yeah, well, how, the... how this whole thing came back to life. So I mean, a massive amount of money is being generated off uh, off my straw man, and uh, it's gonna get real interesting. I don't want to let too much out the bag tonight, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna amp it up one more time, and we're really gonna. Uh, drive in this chicken situation because that's yeah. what everybody wants to talk about the so chicken, the, the chicken popeye's chicken sandwich everybody's going crazy who runs out of chicken though i mean <laughs> how do you run who runs out of chicken i could see i could see if there was like you know some mad cabbage type you know salmon they were like you know we lost a millions of chicken farm you know something bad happened i get it but there ain't nothing going on this you know everything's normal there ain't, there ain't been no outbreak you know who runs out of chicken i mean who runs out of chicken i mean Seriously, I mean. <laughs> uh, so let, let me ask you this, uh, Craig. I mean, you seem like a pretty reasonable guy. Uh, you, you say so. I mean, let me uh, sure. let me back up just for one second. Am I to understand through the conversation that as far as ranking chicken sandwiches, um, Chick Fil A is your most favorite currently? Like, you think that's the best one? It's all opinion. I think Chick Fil A's got a really yeah. good sandwich. Okay. I got nothing. I got nothing negative to say about Chick Fil A. You know, all right. they're, they're up there on my list of you know. If somebody said you know you need good chicken sandwich, you know Chick Fil A would definitely be a recommendation. I, I, I'm down with the Chick Fil A. All right, so I, I, you know, I, I like to be down with the Popeyes too, but I can't get my hands on one. Yeah, you know? it's very hard to come by. So uh, on a scale of one to ten. One being the worst thing you've ever eaten, and ten being the most magnificent thing you've ever put in your mouth. Where do you think, if you never get your hands on a Popeye's chicken sandwich, I mean, where do you think a fast food chicken sandwich is actually going to rate? I can go two ways with you on this. You know, I could, I could feed into this whole. Glorified chicken. I mean, you're in the chicken, right? You're in the barbecue, right? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, but I mean, like, so let me tell you something, uh, Craig. I mean, for me, I, mean, for, I personally don't love fucking chicken. To be honest with you, I mean, I can honestly, it's not my favorite food to eat. To be honest with you. <laughs> so I mean, some some I people mean, would find I, that I, weird I, 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 that you're I, I, that you're chasing around I, 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 for a fried I, I, chicken, I, I, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes it's about principle. I knew this. I knew this guy that spent a hundred dollars in gas to chase this guy down for forty dollars. I mean, just. Sometimes, you know, people do when it, they, they sort if they've got a mission they want to accomplish. You know, once they got something in their head, like inception, you know, they have to carry it out. You know, well, you got to do it, you know, you follow through. You know, I mean, a lot of people can generate ideas, but they don't follow through, but, you know, you got to follow through, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, it's ridiculous, you know, going down and filing against Popeyes, you know? A lot of people wouldn't have had the courage or even the knowledge to go down and how to put out a civil warrant against a straw man, you know? Well, I call him straw man. He's a company. He's an entity because when you're talking about a person in this day and age, if you're talking about a human being, you have to make sure you clarify and say a natural person because Black's Law Dictionary has been changed. I mean, we're under some kind of admiralty law or something to where the straw man, if, if you notice IBM, Apple, it's in capital letters, right? Yes. Now, look, look at your driver's license. You look at your credit card statements. This ain't no conspiracy theory. This is just what's in front of you. Just everything that, that, that's about you is in capital letters. But the only time you use the capital letters is when you're referring to a straw man, a company, a corporation, an entity. 
So now, now a corporation is a person. You can, it's all legal court language. But a person is now a company or corporation. So if you want to talk about a human being, you have to say a natural person. And that's where those, um, those sovereign people, it gets a little weird out there. I don't, you know, they, they got their own beliefs, you know. That's fine. That's fine. I, I, I understand their point of view. But I also understand the point of view of the law of the land, too. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting things. But uh, what are you going to do, right? So Sunday is going to be the re-release of the chicken sandwich, and next week, uh, according to yeah. cr- according to you, and we're not going to get into any specifics, that things are going to ramp up on your end. I got I got something that's going to be real interesting, and it's going to uh, going to send the thing home. It's going to it's going to send the whole thing home, and it's, it makes total sense. And I and I pray and I hope for I hope for the best of them. I pull into that Popeyes at eleven o'clock in the morning on that launch day. They better have a goddamn chicken sandwich. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Well, if if, okay? if if they have a chicken sandwich, does everything go? Does everything quickly go away or no? I mean, who is is, is there a bookie out there? Is somebody taking spread on this? I mean, what's, oh, the, what's the over and under here? I mean, what's the of course. what's the cover, you know, what's the what's the line on the uh, you know, are they going to run out of chicken sandwiches? You know, by two o'clock on launch day. Yeah, it's got to be I ten mean, to one right now. I think is opening line. It's got to be ten to one 10 opening to one? line. Yeah, right. So it'd be interesting to see. You know, now I mean, how does this all work? I mean, that's a food distributor. I mean, like when you think about these food places, you know, that are all commercialized food that we're eating. It's made kind of like in a factory per se, you know. I mean, oh, it's made in a factory, not even per se. It's, it's a factory, hand, but now all these commercialized carabas. Because I mean, I can make a better sauce than, than some of the stuff. I, I I don't know. It's just the food out there has become real commercialized, and people have lowered their standards. People are on the go more, and uh, it's just a lot of uh, a lot of substance behind. A lot of different, a lot of different, how do you say it? The food's, the, the, I don't want to be a feminist, you know, I always, it's really, it's really hard to stay positive in a negative world. I mean, you know, I wonder if the kids are safe at the schools and you, you go to a movie theater without somebody. I mean, the world's gotten to a point where you almost don't even want to uh, beat the horn of somebody because you don't know if they're going to jump out of the car oh, and just blow up and fire upon you. Uh, everybody's patience is, is, this is, you know, this is real stuff, you know. And uh, we get so consumed in such the petty stuff, and people don't even realize it's really going around them in real life. I mean, you know the Earth's rotating, right? We're in orbit, the Earth's spinning, right? Do you know how fast that the Earth's rotating? Nobody really knows it, but we're, we're moving about 980 miles per hour. That's how, fast the, that's how fast the Earth's rotating, 980 miles per hour. Now, it's a little faster down by the equator because the Earth bulges out. It's not like an even, you know, anyway, it's down in the middle, so they're going like 1,020 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. 1,020 miles per hour is what, how fast the Earth's rotating. Now, we're orbiting now. Now, we're going 67,000 miles per hour. So while we're rotating at 980 miles per hour, we're orbiting at 67,000 miles per hour. And those are real numbers based off, you know, the powers to be, the government, the, the, the matrix, you know, whatever you want to call it. Because I don't have a radar gun. I couldn't tell you we're moving that fast, but they say that's how fast we're moving. That's an, I, mean, I can't even imagine 67,000 miles per hour. And uh, that's when I just take a step back and I, I just, you know, forget about the chicken sandwich. Forget about the Mercedes rims. You know, it's all, it's all a fun and games. 
It's something to do. You know, every, people, people need that little excitement, that little fad, you know, that, that little excitement for a little while. And that's what the chicken said. That's what it was about. It was, it was, it was, it was a, a way of somebody getting involved with something. You had people making songs up. You know, then you had people out there doing podcasts, people, people having a good laugh about it, you know, whether they were making fun of me, you know, that asshole soon the Popeye's people, whatever. <laughs> but at least it, it took their minds off of just a lot of sadness and a lot of negativity that we have to face each day, you know. That's it. It's just getting, it's, it's harder times out there. It's harder times out there, and it's, and you got to put more effort in to stay positive in the negative world. And it's, and it's, and it's become, it's easier said than done, you know. Practice what you preach, I get all that. But, it was just a way for us to all have some fun, you know, the, the, the chicken sandwich, you know? It is a chicken sandwich. I'm sure it's a good sandwich. I'm sure it's a good sandwich. I'm I sure. I haven't personally had one, you know? Who would know? I mean, you know, my head's spinning, you know, literally, my head's spinning. <laughs> There's always my little punchline when you know, somebody gets drunk. My head's spinning. Yeah, mine too, 980 miles per hour. <laughs> Anyways. Well, Craig Barr I'm is a... I'm excited for Popeye's with this chicken sandwich. I'd love to get my hands on one. You know, I thought maybe they were going to go out of the way and, like, make sure I got one, you know, because, I mean... But no, they didn't, you know, well, that's so. That's really my care. question: is if if it went, you know, when you guys actually get to trial, if right before you go into the courtroom, the lawyer pulls well, you aside. Go to trial? No. Oh, we've already been pulled aside. If you, I was sitting right next to him in the in the courtroom. Is it going to be yeah, uh, chicken sandwiches yeah, for life? Is that what it's going to yeah, be? They, yeah, they've had some fun with this. We're supposed to go on TV. I had the senior producer from CBS. Took all the time to draw this paperwork together and fax it and uh, FedEx it to me overnight from LA and stuff and to get, get us itineraries for flights. I mean, it was good. It, Popeyes agreed to come on the show and whatnot, and they really jerked them around. And my heart went out to uh, what was it, Debbie Lampert out there, and they take a studio out there. And she, she was going to have us on the show, and we were going to have some, a good laugh about it. It was going to be a way for them to get some more publicity and hmm. keep it fresh on people's mind because. That, that's what generated, like, what, $65 million in sales on a chicken sandwich? Right. And a relaunch is probably going to do it. We're talking over $100 million. And, uh, well, Craig Barr That will come, is... come, come, come on relaunch day, but right. they used me to generate a lot of sales. And uh, I'm just, you don't mind if I take my taste now, do you, Popeyes? And you guys wouldn't even want to man up, fix the parking lot, and pay me. So now I need a taste of the, the whole the whole situation. That's where it's going to get interesting. We'll see. Uh, uh, we'll track. You use this show as your personal you outlet, Craig, okay? I mean, I want you to keep in touch with us and make sure that if you feel yes, like you sir. need to float something out, you get it out there. Craig Barr is a champion of positivity, and we will see on relaunch what happens. Craig, I appreciate the time tonight, my friend. Thanks so much and continued success. Stay positive, y'all. Love you, fam. There love we go. Love. One love, y'all. One love. Keep it real up in the field, all right? Wow, we. Wow, we. We are eclipsing the top of the hour, so we're going to have to break away real quick and then. <sighs> we'll come back in the second hour. And I'll recap at the top. Uh, Needless to say, a lot to unpack. And I have a lot to get to on my own top of the second hour that I wanted to run with. Uh, That was Craig Barr, if you need him. Things are in the works, my friends. Things are in the works. Stick around for the second hour. We'll be right back.